I didn't ever really come alive for myself. I was just feeding his aliveness. I'll never get to really be his parent again. He needs to know that I fought for him. It's not as simple as not being in love anymore. Eventually, it'll be the two of you having to figure this out. Together. Hello, and welcome to Step and Repeat, a movie and awards podcast where we break down the week's latest and greatest films and dive into their awards potential. I'm your host, Matt. And I'm your other host, Andrew. This week, Andrew makes a splash with his review of Waves, and later on, I will pawn over uncut gems. And for our main story tonight, Andrew and I discuss some marital problems with our analysis of Marriage Story. So let's dive right in with Waves. How, how long did it take you to think of those about, puns? About 20 minutes or so. <laughs> Just a disclaimer, I have not seen Waves, um, but I'm very curious to hear your thoughts. Yeah, so saw a movie this week, an indie movie, called Waves. It is a movie um, directed by Trey Edward Schultz, who is uh, a director who is 31 years old. So he is younger than I am. What am I doing in my uh, life? Which is Jesus. so depressing that there is a director who's this good at this young of age. Uh, and he's most known for directing the movie It Comes at Night. It's a horror movie. Great movie. Great movie. Yeah. And so this is not a horror movie, though. This is a family drama. It takes place in Miami, and it's primarily about um, a black family in Miami. And they're upper, upper class, like an upper class black family in Miami. And I don't want to give away too much of the plot point, uh, but... I will say that this movie is divided into kind of two halves where something drastic happens in the middle of the movie and the movie shifts in tone and in story, very much so. So the second half is very different. Um, and this I this movie stars, uh, probably the most known actor is Sterling K. Brown from... This Is Us, uh, American Crime Story, and movies like Black Panther. So he's probably the most known person, but there's also uh, Kelvin Harrison Jr. and Taylor Russell. Uh, oh, and, and Lucas Hedges. Lucas Hedges is uh, probably another well-known actor in this. And they... I'm done. I'm done with Lucas Hedges. I know. Lucas Hedges in, is in everything. He is, he is trying so hard for that Oscar. I don't, well, not all this. Like, this isn't an Oscar-y performance that he's in uh, because he's plays, he's like a supportive boyfriend. He actually plays like a nice, sweet boy, which uh, he's, he doesn't play, I think, in a lot of his other sort of roles. So this was actually refreshing to see him a little bit differently, but it's not an Oscar-y performance at all for him. And uh, so... Uh, I loved this movie. It's it's very emotional. It's like a very heavy movie. And it's very colorful because it takes place in Miami. So this is going to get a lot of comparisons to the movie Moonlight because it's about a black family in Miami and it's very colorful. So that's about, I think, where the similar <laughs> similarities end. Uh, this movie is... Um, it's probably the most visceral movie I've seen this year. So, like, the opening shot is, to, like, takes place in a car, and the camera, like, spins around the car. And in the background, you see, like, the bright neon colors of Miami and characters, like, singing along to a song. And it's just, like, so dizzying that it's, like, very, very fascinating to watch and, like, very creative. So it kind of elicits all these sort of sensory uh, feelings. Uh, and another thing that they do uh, creatively in this movie is they switch aspect ratios uh, occasionally. It's very subtle the way that they do it. Uh, and so I was kind of like very appreciative of that. Uh, 
so like visually, I think it's like gorgeous, and that's why I think you should keep your eye on Trey Edward Schultz as a director. It's been a lot of work with aspect ratios this year. A lot of yeah. movies with different weird yeah, things. and it like it works well when it's done subtly. So a movie like um, Lucy in the Sky changes aspect ratios probably like a dozen to like oh, twenty times. So annoying, and it's very obvious. Like it, it's very obvious, but in uh, waves they like change it i didn't even realize that they changed it until like the third time that they did it i wasn't sure of myself so uh so it's done subtly mm-hmm. and um i liked that so like trey edward schultz kind of reminds me a little bit of like damien chazelle in the sense of, like he does like really cool camera work so again and also damien chazelle is also young any so, big musical numbers it's fun. No, it's funny you mentioned that. Oh, I was that. joking. Yeah, no, it's funny. It's funny you mentioned that because for the longest time, everyone thought this movie was a musical. Like, they <laughs> thought it was a musical, and um, they quickly found out that it wasn't. But music plays, like, a huge part kind of in the story. Uh, like, they listen to music a lot, and it's, like, the most eclectic sort of taste uh, in music that ranges from... Frank Ocean to Animal Collective to Amy Winehouse, and it's probably the best soundtrack I would say of the year. I've been listening to the soundtrack a lot, uh, and it's like very long and very extensive and very intentional too. Mm-hmm. So uh, that Spotify playlist is great, and that's like all this stuff is like written in the script, like down to the music, and I am. Pretty sure if you go on A24's website, A24 is the distributor, you can you can read the whole script of Waves right now for free. So I don't want to do that. Yeah. I want to see the movie. I know. Like, I thought it was so interesting that they posted that before the movie came out. <laughs> so And A24, a fun fact, uh, did that with uh, some other movies too. Like, I think you can read the script for The Lighthouse and uh, another one of their movies as well. I uh, Maybe The Farewell, but... And so I thought that was cool. Um, and this movie was like near perfection to me. This is like just the type of stuff that I love. The one thing that I think holds it back from perfection is that the first half, I found there were a couple things that were a little melodramatic, like that didn't need to be. Because, like, if the first half is, like, leading to this very big change that happens halfway through the movie, um, I don't think in order to get to that point, they needed to do certain aspects. Like, there's an abortion storyline. And, and like, in, in the way that they kind of address the abortion storyline is, like, they just, like, tack on, like, all the sort of stereotypes that come with, like, an abortion so, um, or at least in movies. So I thought that was like a little unnecessary and it was like, there, there's also an opioid addiction subplot. So like, they didn't really need that either. So it's heavy. Oh my God. It's so heavy. But like, I live for this shit. I live for heavy stuff. And, um, I was crying a lot during this movie. It's a very sad movie and wonderful. Yeah. More all in the movies. second half. Um, because uh, prom- a character who is very prominent in the second half is Taylor Russell, and she is phenomenal, and she gives like the best performance in this movie. Um, she's most known for playing one of the daughters on the relaunch of Lost in Space on mm. Netflix. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And this is... Um, I think she was also in that horror movie um, Escape Room. I've never seen it. Neither have I, but she was like... That was her only other movie, but she just like delivers <clears throat> such a raw and emotional performance in this that I was like, I am s- such a fan of hers now. And she gave the best performance, I think, in the entire movie. And she got an Indie Spirit Award nomination this week because of it. So yeah. um, really happy for her and hope the best for her. And if it weren't for the slight melodrama in the first half, I think this movie would have been perfect, but like triggers it down to an A minus instead of an A. Cool. Sorry. I I nearly loved this movie. I'm very curious to see where this goes. I, I don't want to ask too many questions because I don't want to give away. I really want to see it. I was pretty, (laughs) I was pretty shocked at what happened. Yeah. Like with the, the, the turning point. Mm -hmm. So 
Another movie to make Florida look good, I guess. It does make Florida look good. It's, oh, good. Okay. No, no, it, it really does make Florida. It's a beautiful, beautiful movie. And there's like a scene, a really cute scene, where they go swimming with manatees. And oh. no, they're like small and harmless. Manatees oh. are like gentle giants. So yeah. uh, it's really, and it's really cute. And I just, it made me want to swim with manatees <laughs> in Florida. Isn't that what killed Steve Irwin? No, that was a um, uh, stingray. Manatees or oh, like oh, big manatees. Wobberies? Yeah. Oh, oh, that, yeah. those things with tusks. No, 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 no. Those are That's walrus. A walrus. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Manatees. Oh, they I, kiss. Yeah, I yeah. guess they're they're like just like big, fat, slow moving creatures. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. They're mammals too, oh, right. and, and you find a lot in Florida. Cool. So, well, I'm glad you enjoyed it. I want to see it. When's yeah. it out? Uh, it just came out this past weekend in limited release, so probably playing it. Um, might be playing near theater you, near you, but you would probably have to seek it out to find it. And um, it's it's worth your while. Cool. Well, you, speak, yeah. Speaking of A twenty four, yeah, they're a huge indie yeah, distributor. I know. They also have another movie, right? Uh, right? Yeah. Uh, I I uh, took a look at Uncut Gems this week. I pawned Uncut Gems. Oh, <laughs> yeah. What's What's Not Uncut true. Gems about? Uh, so Uncut Gems. Uh, tells the story of Howard Ratner, who is played by Adam Sandler, um, who is a jewelry store owner and a compulsive gambler. Um, and throughout the film, he has to find a way to pay off his debts to people that he owes a lot of money to. Um, and it's essentially a movie about Howard on the run. Um, Howard on the run and finding ways to pay off his debts. So... What happens is Howard, uh, as I said, owes a lot of money to this big uh, mafia guy. You don't really know why or what he owes the money for. Um, but he is a jewelry store owner, and he finds some opal. He, he manages, you don't know how he manages to do it, uh, and it's a very sketchy. He's a very sketchy person, um, and you know this from the get-go. He's a very uh, shady, wheeling, wheeling and dealing kind of guy. He's very sketchy. Um, and he finds some way to get his hands on these opals, these very rare opals, uh, that are meant to bring people luck, quote unquote, um, from Africa. Um, I believe it was, I believe it was Guyana, but I'm not sure. Um, anyway, he tell, he, he, he knows a lot of celebrities and, um, sports players, so um, Kevin Garnett actually plays a very yeah, big role in this movie. Right. He's yeah. a he's a uh, I think a he's a he's a Client. player for the uh, for the Knicks. Yeah, the New York Knicks. I don't know his position. Um, and the weekend is also in this as well. Cool. So um, I love the weekend. Yeah, two very weird cameos. Um, but people who aren't traditionally he, actors. Yeah, yeah. So he ends up selling his opal to Kevin Garnett, who uh, believes that uh, this opal um, gives him these magical powers to be great at basketball and gives him great luck in the end. And it just so happens that he had a few really good games when he borrowed this opal from Adam Sandler. Cap. This Howard. is like Felix Felicitas or yeah. in Harry Potter. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So, um, essentially like, like he trades like, like Kevin Garnett, the opal for like Kevin Garnett's like NBA, like championship ring. And, um, he ends up pawning the ring to, borrow money to it, anyway it, it gets it's a very plot driven movie in the beginning um but in the sounds end, wild yeah it oh so it's definitely a dark psychological thriller yeah. um the this the beginning right before the movie starts and right when it ends it plays some psychological trippy music um on top of like different colors and uh it actually starts off with him getting a like a, a prostate exam <laughs> and, like wow. it, it wow. like it like goes like the screen goes through like his colon. It's really can, weird. Yeah. It's so weird. So if you really want to miss that part, which I kind of wish I did, you can skip Close the first eyes. like five minutes. So, um, and so, uh, this movie also starts, um, it introduces, uh, Julia Fox, who I've never heard of. Yeah. I've um, heard she's great. She's phenomenal. Yeah. She's phenomenal. Uncle gems. Um, she plays, um, his like side, like, lover um he is married to Adina Menzel mm -hmm. um but 
Julia Fox plays his like mistress, um, and she gets kind of tied up in the whole game as well. Um, and Adina Menzel is also delivers a really strong performance as his wife. She's struggling to deal with it's. It's kind of like a um, Breaking Bad relationship between uh, Walter and. Skylar. Skylar, yeah. <laughs> it, it, I, I kind of got that vibe the whole time. Cool. She knows, like, what's going on, but she doesn't quite... Turns a blind yeah, eye. She doesn't yeah. quite, like, say it. So she delivers a very strong performance. Um, she's very frustrated with her relationship. She's frustrated with him. She wants... Uh, she's frustrated with his relationship with his kids. Um, and it's very prevalent throughout the film. Um, and she, she delivers a very, like... Um, like, you really feel for her for uh, Adina Menzel's character. She plays, his wife's name is Dinah. So you really feel for Dinah. Um, but like by the end, like you really like, you kind of find yourself rooting for Howard. An anti-hero. He's not, but he's not an anti-hero. You know he's a sleazeball. You know he's yeah. a bad guy. Um, but like, I don't want to give away the ending because the ending is wild. Is so wild. wild. Like the ending is wild. Um, How's Adam Sandler? Adam Sandler's phenomenal. Yeah. He's, I really hope, I really hope he gets an Oscar nomination for this one. He's, he's, he's really come out of, of whatever he, he has been in the past. And like, I know he's been in the slump lately, but man, he really delivers with this. And I, he was, uh, he actually got a best actor nomination for the Gotham awards and yeah. for the Did independence beer awards yeah. Yeah, for male lead. So yeah, here's hoping he's actually possible. Here's our contractual obligation to remind you <laughs> how stacked Stack. the best actor, best actor is this category year. Yes. is this year at the Oscars. Yeah, but, uh, but he is one of the possibilities yeah. who could, you're going to see it and you're going to be shocked because you've never seen Adam Sandler yeah. like this before. I mean, he's done his dramatic roles. Like, you know, I, w- I would call Click kind of a dramatic role. Like, I thought it was really sad. But, like, this was something else. Yeah. Like, this was this was Adam Sandler. Like, you've he's, never seen him. So he escapes Adam Sandler. Yeah. He's also great in The Meyerowitz's Story. Oh, yes. Also, which, which is directed by Noah Baumbach, uh, who is going to be our uh, director for our main story, yeah. marriage story. But digress. He, yeah. We should um, just change our podcast to, to I Digress. Yeah. <laughs> Get off on many tangents. Yes. So, so he's great. Um, Adam Sandler is in a very strange yeah. dramatic yeah. role. I, different well, kind of role. I, I was hesitant to see this because lately, like, I've been really disappointed by Adam Sandler. Mm-hmm. But I heard he was great in Uncut Gems. And I, oh, I, you, I mean, tell you, you mean you didn't love every single one of his, like, Netflix movies? You know, I can't say that I even saw them. Yeah. But, uh, no, I... I I, I can't say that I, I really liked um, Murder Mystery. No, what was the one where he was like the twin? Do you remember that? No, I don't. Remember. But yeah. he's, email he's, his his uh, comedy record is very hit or miss. Yeah, uh, yeah, very hit yeah. or very miss. I will say, I will actually say, I love Big Daddy. Yeah, not Big Daddy. Um, no, 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 Mr. Deeds. I love Mr. Deeds. I think he's great in that. I, like, I think I think Mr. Deeds has a lot of really funny moments. I do like Big Daddy as well. Um, but I think Mr. Deeds is one of his funniest movies. Um, but this, Uncut Gems, will probably be my, my top three Adam Sandler movies. Very cool. Like, but is it really an Adam Sandler movie? Like, you know, it's... So this movie is directed by the Safdie brothers, mm-hmm. who directed a movie that I loved, which is also wild, which I've mentioned on the podcast briefly, a Good Time mm-hmm. with Robert Pattinson. And that movie is insane and just wild. It's just like one big acid trip. <laughs> of a movie and I get similar vibes just from the trailer of yeah. this movie. So like you describing like the prostate exam uh, was, like, oh, was, I was like, yep, I could see that happening in good time. So, uh, <laughs> this sounds like it is quite an adventure. Yeah. Um, it also has the character and I, I, of course I can't remember his name right now. Um, but the, the guy from, um, sorry to bother you main guy, Lakeith Stanfield. Yes. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Lakeith Stanfield. He's he plays. Um, oh, that's right. I remember him from yeah. the trailer. He plays yeah. Damani, um, who actually plays a very significant role. Um, he he's kind of uh, Kevin Garnett's like handler while he's in New York, um, and he's kind of the one putting a lot of pressure on uh, on Howard <clears throat> to make the exchange to get the money. Um, so so yeah, he's he he has a very intense role in yeah. Gems. So Lakeith Stanfield is. His stock is on the up and up. Yeah. He's awesome. He's gonna. Yeah. He is. He is big already. Yeah. Yeah. His character definitely made me feel uncomfortable, and just like he should. So. 
Anyway, I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing it's great. Gems. It's great. I I gave it. Um, I think I I I gave it a, a B plus. Uh, awesome. Yeah. I could be wrong. Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't think it comes out in theaters for a couple weeks. Am I right? I it is out uh, December thirteenth. Okay, December thirteenth. Yeah. yeah. So a little in bit. limited release. Yeah. So same way, same thing with waves. Yeah. So. Hopefully you can find well, it. No, well, Waves is already in theaters. Right, no, but I'm saying yeah. it's, it's in limited release, just like Waves. Got it, got it. So got it. Um, hopefully you can find it in theater near you. It's, it's uh, just over two hours, but it's, it flies by. It's so, it's, it flies by. Yeah. So Another theme yeah. this year, there's a lot of movies that are long, but don't feel long. Yeah. So I think that's one. Yeah. Waves is another. Waves is like two hours and 15 minutes, something like that. And that doesn't feel like it. Yeah. There's, um, the only thing I would say, like, bringing, like, brings down Uncut Gems. Um, <laughs> I'm not a fan of the, his kids, like, the actors who play his kids. Oh, but I'm obviously no. not, like, and they have, that. they have a significant amount of screen time later on. I hate that when child actors know, ruin know, a perfect movie. Yeah. yeah. And there's, yeah. there's a lot of, there's a lot of, um, scenes that are just pretty far-fetched and out there. I don't want to ruin anything. Um, this sounds so like the Safdie brothers. Yeah. I'm so excited. Yeah, they're dealing with you know hundreds of thousands of dollars, and it's there are scenes that that really there are some scenes that just do not make sense. Um, but I don't want to ruin anything for you, so I, that's what that's really the only thing that doesn't make it like phenomenal. Um, but it was really great. So Adam Sandler, see this for Adam Sandler. Cool. It's so good. Cool. Well, I can't wait to see. I can't wait to see Uncut Gems. You need to see Waves, and then yes. we'll uh, touch base offline about them. Yes. Share our thoughts. Yeah. So cool. Glad you liked it. Yeah. Really excited. Yeah. So so um, yeah. I don't know if I ever want to get married now. <laughs> uh, because of marriage yeah, story. Yeah. Shifting into shifting gears here. Which I, I, is a somewhat of a misnomer because it is really a divorce, divorce story. story. Yeah. Uh, so marriage story, our main story for tonight, <laughs> is a movie, uh, like we just mentioned, directed by Noah Baumbach, who directed other movies like The Meyerowitz Stories, and he's an Oscar nominee for the movie The Squid and the Whale. For writing. Is, for writing. For writing, yes. yeah. And which is also about divorce. So he knows a thing or two about divorce. And so he wrote and directed Marriage Story, Noah Baumbach. And it stars uh, Adam Driver, Scarlett Johansson, Laura Dern, Alan Alda, and Ray Liotta. In, um, in the story about this couple, played by Adam Driver and uh, Scarlett Johansson, Charlie and Nicole, they um, decide to get divorced. And... Uh, they both end up hiring uh, attorneys. And so it's kind of about the process of them getting divorced. Um, Nicole, Scarlett Johansson's character, moves out to L.A. from New York. They both like work in the um, acting, entertainment in your entertainment yeah. industry. And so um, she moves out there for a job. But she loves California. He hates California, loves New York. So it's also this kind of East Coast, West Coast rivalry. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and the whole, it's all throughout the process of them getting divorced and their, uh, their kid, too. They share a kid together. So it's all about that process and takes you from the very beginning to the very end. Yeah, and the thing I liked, well... The thing that was interesting about the plot line is that you immediately you don't know immediately why they're getting divorced. Those details all come out later on through the performances and through the and through the plot. Um, there's one scene in particular, uh, kind of towards the last third. Uh, it's a very emotional, very powerful scene. <laughs> there are a lot of very no, emotional, very powerful. What, you scenes. know what I'm talking about. I think I know what you're there's, talking there's, about. They have a huge blowout yeah. fight in yeah. in uh, Adam Driver's apartment. Yeah, and yeah, they, the they just lay of. everything out on the yeah. table. And it is so hard to watch. I mean, it is so emotional. And I think I was... It's uncomfortable. It's very uncomfortable. It was, I was cringing yeah. and crying at the same time. It was, it was powerful. Yeah. Very powerful. Agreed. I mean, the whole movie was powerful. But that, that one scene really took the cake for Agreed. me. Agreed. I think yeah. that was my 
that's going to be the Oscar scene. <laughs> Actually, that was my second favorite scene in oh, the movie. Okay. Um, my, my favorite scene is a showcase, a very long monologue that Scarlett Johansson delivers. And this happens pretty early on in the movie when she's first seeing her lawyer, Nora, who's yes. played by, oh, who's yeah, played yeah, by yeah, Laura Dern. Yeah. She gives, it's, it's probably like a six or seven minute monologue mm-hmm. uh, about why she like why she thinks she's getting a divorce mm-hmm. like from him or from Charlie and what she like wants to do for herself and like what she wants to do for her career and how her husband never saw that in her and like let her grow and she comes to this like self-realization moment and she lays it all out in the line to her you know new lawyer and it's just this like really powerful it's very emotional. few minutes yeah and emotional. This is it's. I've never seen Scarlett Johansson this good. <laughs> yeah, it'll it'll definitely yeah. it'll be the scene that plays when she's getting her Oscar nomination. Yeah. yeah. Um, so all of this is to underline the fact that this is a huge acting showcase yeah, for Scarlett really Johansson is. and Adam Driver. Like, and, and I think and Laura, Laura Dern. Dern too. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so they. Um, I mean, everyone in this movie is just so great and. There, there's also speaking of powerful, just one more powerful scene. There's, <laughs> there's a scene between the four of them when they're all meeting uh, the two counselors. So Alan Alda obviously plays Adam Driver's counselor in the beginning, and uh, Laura Dern represents yeah. uh, Scarlett Johansson's character. Um, and the four of them meet for the first time to discuss uh, the divorce and to go through the legal proceedings. And it's a it's a pretty interesting scene to watch. I think because they kind of go back and forth and ebb and flow between legal proceedings and like how both Adam Driver's character and Scarlett Johansson's character are going to split custody among the children and split um, assets among each other. And then they'll immediately pull out of the legal discussion and be like, and talk about, Oh, how's your, how's your, how's your play going? Oh, I heard you were nominated for this award. Oh, and it's, it's, it's so it's, it's kind of yeah. uncomfortable to watch, but it's actually kind of a very funny, lighthearted scene. No, so that's um, that you really need in the middle. Of the kind movie. of intentional too, because the theme yeah. of this movie is performances, which is why they work like in the entertainment industry. So um, Charlie uh, Adam Driver's character is a director, um, a stage play director, and Scarlett Johansson Nicole is an actress. So a lot of this is about like performances and like appearances that you put on for people. So the lawyers do the same thing in this movie. So they like they put on these performances of being like the tough like the tough lawyer when they need to and then like when they're off script they just yeah, are casual with each other yeah. too. Yeah, I think I think that is an important theme of the movie. I to me like yeah, I, that is a that is a theme. Uh, but to me, I kind of felt this movie was more of a story of relationships and connection with people. Oh yeah, um, yeah. I felt that was the that was the ultimate theme in the end. Um, whereas, like, yes, performances like are important, um, but I think Marriage Story really highlights how not only actors and characters relate to each other on a stage and in performance and uh, by themselves, but also in real life and in relationships in real life. Um, so I think, I, I think that definitely ref- was a reflection. Um, yeah. So, so. Uh, to, to that point, um, one of the things, probably the thing that I appreciate the most about this movie is it is no one in this movie is like a good guy or a bad right. guy. Um, and these are two likable characters, actually, both of them. And they uh, are going through this divorce, which starts off amicably. Mm-hmm. They are like very happy, not, or They're not happy, happy to no, get the divorce, yeah. but like it you, starts off very amicably. They didn't even want lawyers involved to begin with. Yeah, but they're both, and you can tell they're both hurting. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but they're, they want to like go through this divorce as like easy as possible because they're like easygoing people. And, um, but they end up getting lawyers for reasons um, just like throughout the movie that you find out. But they end up getting lawyers and it kind of – you see them both turn into kind of 
villains in a way too even though they're doing good it's you see the way that good people are put in impossible situations and how it's turned it's turned against them so like every single conversation they have is weaponized in the sense like oh you're drinking a yes. wine you're oh, drinking yeah. a wine with dinner oh Everything can you are you an alcoholic around your kid yeah. like yeah. that's the type of yeah. and thing there's, there's a scene at the end in the courtroom where everything all this ammunition is yeah. is shot every shot is at weaponized. each other yeah. simple conversations are weaponized yeah. against them so so, yeah. so when you see it pay careful attention it Pay careful attention to everything that is going on. Yeah. Everything. It's it a very is, meticulous movie. Is, yes. Um, so, and I, I like that from a character sort of perspective is that you have these good people that are put in impossible situations and they end up looking bad. But that I think that's like reflective of what a good character is. Is like most characters and most people in like real life are somewhere between good and bad. Yeah. And um, this is to show the complexity of personalities and human beings is the reason that we watch movies. And so, so this reminds me. So of, I'd like to speak to that. that. I'd like to speak to that a little bit. Um, I want to, I think there's a very important character in this movie that we're not talking about. And that is the audience. Um, I think this movie is relatable to every single person. Uh, while I was watching this, I felt like um, that I was I was experiencing this movie as someone um, who has been I I haven't been married, but I'm I'm someone that has been in love, and so I I went into this movie and I saw this movie from a perspective as as someone who has who has been in a relationship and been in love and how hard it was for me to watch these two go through this process. And I was relating this to my life. And if I ever had to go through this, it was so, so difficult for me to watch. And I'm like tearing up just like, or I'm like getting, I'm getting pretty emotional. I was like, just thinking about it now. Um, but like, I feel like the audience, you, everyone has their own perspective when it comes to marriages and relationships. You can go into this movie as a child of divorce and see this, and get be just wrecked or and and just bring up the 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 um history that you've lived and the hurt that you've been through seeing your parents you can go into this movie as um someone who's in a happy marriage or someone uh who has been divorced in the past and relate and be angry um you can experience a whole wide range of emotions um just by the by the process and what happens and what they go through um, just the ups and downs and the anger and the frustration and the hate and the, but the love and the support and the kindness, it's all there. And it's, and, and it's something that we've all witnessed at one point in our life or another. Um, and it's, it's even beyond the love sort of aspect too. I think a major part of this is the job and the work type of thing too. Mm -hmm. So Nicole, like desperately wants to be in California yeah, yeah. and someone who has goals yeah, and ambitions yeah like wants to do things so like I think that's a pretty universal theme that yeah. everyone you know can relate to and there's like someone kind of holding her back from that and that happens to be her husband yes so like, if you've ever been kind of held back by anyone to yeah can like relate to that trapped or something yeah so there's a lot of different perspectives that the audience can watch this. Um, and it's, it can be, it's very hard at sometimes. It's not an easy watch. It's not, it's not, it is, it's pleasant and funny at times, but most of this movie, it's yeah, just it's, not, it's not easy. I, I should clarify too, like we're making this sound like very heavy and it is. It is. There's a yeah. lot of crying and for me. I'm a softie, clearly. Uh, but so is one of the characters in the movie admits to crying, <laughs> admits to crying yes. during movies. Uh, but they, um, it is very funny too. There's like, a lot there's, of funny. There's moments. a lot of comedic. When, when Laura Dern is in a movie, it's always going to be funny. Yeah. So that's why I'm excited for Little Women. She's going to make it. Hilarious. Oh, so I'm glad you brought up Little Women because this uh, Little Women is directed by Greta Gerwig who is Noah Baumbach's wife. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh. Uh, yeah, so... You learn something new every day. Uh, Greta Gerwig and Noah Baumbach are both married, 
And, and what did Greta Gerwig do? Francis Ha. Exactly. Uh, they may have met on Francis Ha, but oh, I, yeah. I don't know. I don't know that. Don't okay. quote me on that. Correct us if, if, if we're wrong. But they... Um, and you can feel, like, some of the Greta Gerwig influences mm-hmm. here, creative influences. Yeah. Like, I was reminded of Lady Bird a few times watching this movie. And that is a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> so that... I, I really felt that. And I haven't felt those sorts of warmer emotions from some of his other movies. Like, the Meyerowitz stories is... It's a funny movie, but it's also a little cold in a sense. It's, it's not necessarily warm. And I think this movie radiates more. And I think a lot of that has to do with Greta Gerwig's yeah. influence. Well, Greta Gerwig has the power to take movies that are, or Hollywood and just bring it back down to earth. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, it's definitely, definitely seen in, in marriage story. Yeah. And it's funny because like this, I very, really want to call it divorce story. This, yeah, because it is the story of a divorce. So, but they love each other too. I but so. I don't think anyone would see a movie called The Divorce. Exactly. Uh, but yeah, that is that's 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 the other thing too is they they are in love and you're all and well for me throughout the movie I'm like why don't you just try to make it work just make it work but then you don't really know until the end why they're getting the divorce yeah. so like that's I, the struggle there as well. Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Do you feel that this movie took a side? Do you think it was in favor of one That's a good question. more than the other? I, I kind of felt like it kind of a little bit took Scarlett Johansson's side. I felt it, it almost kind of painted Adam Driver in a, bad, in a slightly bad light. They didn't make him like a bad father or anything, um, but they, they almost, I felt like the story kind of made it seem like he was more focused on his work and his life more than hers. So, I, I, I don't know. But that's, but that's maybe because of the perspective that they're in yeah. L.A. So from a character sort of perspective, um, strictly from a character perspective, Adam Driver kind of gets these... He gets, like, a lot of big scenes. He, the screen time's about 50-50, but he gets this, like, big musical number that he gets to perform uh, at the end. It's a Sondheim number, which... By the way, this is the year of Stephen Sondheim, who is featured in Marriage Story, uh, Joker, and he's in, like, The Politician. Like, all these Stephen Sondheim musicals are, like, resurging this year for reasons I don't know. But it's the year of Sondheim, and Adam Driver gets to perform a song from Company. And um, it's this, like, huge moment where yeah. it's this, like, big self-realization moment for him, too. And this, this kind of comes at the, the end of the movie. Mm-hmm. And so I think you, you sympathize, like, with his character a lot, too. I haven't decided yet because if I think it takes a side. Because I would actually think it's slightly more sympathetic. If it were sympathetic, I think it's slightly more sympathetic to his side. But the fact that we disagree kind of on yeah. this is shows that I think it really is kind of equal. Yeah. Well, yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's also a slight bias in that I was semi-quasi-rooting for Scarlett Johansson, even though I shouldn't have been rooting for anyone or taking a side. No, neither of them are bad They're people. They're not bad. They're not but, bad but, people. But through my eyes, I just kind of... Yeah. I just kind of was rooting... For Scarlet the whole time. No, I, I, I know what you mean. Like, in the sense, and I, sh- in I, the sense, yeah. correct me if I'm wrong. I don't want to put. You're the, you're the, you're the kid yeah. in this story, and yeah. you're like being torn between yeah. mom and dad. Yeah, and <laughs> so I just, I, I, I was kind of siding with mom a little bit on this one. I, so the thing, I don't want to put words in your mouth. Plus, but plus, also, Scar- oh, sorry, go ahead. Scarlett Johansson, Nicole seems. Very early on, she, like, knows what she wants to do. She's like, I'm moving to California. This is it. I'm done. Like, I'm not even going to try and make this work. Uh And uh, Charlie seems to be the one who's like, no, let's try. Let's do it. Like, this is temporary. It doesn't sort of matter. So he is, to your point, like, he is making kind of more of an effort, too. But from her point of view... She just doesn't see like she just doesn't see that way. Like you're not listening to me. Like no, this is over. This yeah. is done. Well, are we allowed, are we allowed to do spoilers? So can I do a spoiler? Sh- okay. So, sure. Okay. Spoiler alert. Yeah. You have okay. Five, four, three, two, one. So you find out later on in the movie that 
Adam Driver's character is cheating, was cheating, yeah. on her and had an affair. Um, so I guess that is also a reason why. Because I'm like, who it is, would? It who is would? A, it is a reason. It, it is, is one of. It, yeah. it is a. It, it is, is a, a big, big reason. reason. Yeah. Um, and I'm I'm like, who would cheat on? Such a gorgeous woman. So, also, they show the girl who yeah. cheated on yeah, and, It's like and, not attractive. And she like wants to continue like a relationship with him. Um, but it doesn't, it, it and almost, he's like, and, it, and it he's sounded like, like she didn't, I don't want to say she didn't care that like Nicole didn't care. She yeah. did, but it, that was something she was willing to forgive, in my opinion. The way that I read that, like how it happened, it sounded like she was she was willing to look past it. I think the bigger issue to her is like, you don't listen to me of like what I want for my, mm-hmm. myself and my personal mm-hmm. growth. But I feel like the affair is always going to be there in the, oh, yeah. in the back of the head, in the back of the mind. And it's, and that's one of the things they use as, like, yeah, and it's just something I don't which, think that she could ever get over, even though, yeah, she says like, she says she's getting the divorce because of she's feeling held back. But I think, I think there's a deeper hurt there it's it's because, complicated yeah. it's not it's more yeah. than one so thing. which is which is kind of why i was rooting for i Scarlet think the whole time. i think and because yeah, and agreed. yeah agreed that like, i personally sympathize with scarlet joint with scarlet Johansson's character but i think the movie might have a slight yeah. tilt in charlie's favor yeah um but if i were in this real world i think she is yeah and it's hard to say. I kind of almost don't want to like pick a winner, because that's like not the point of the movie, too. Even though you do, you get a definitive sort of answer of how it ends. Yeah. And their oh my god, and their poor son just just being pushed, caught, in the, yeah. caught in the middle of all this, and, and somewhat having... oblivious to it. He's he's aware that they're separating, mm-hmm. but like he doesn't kind of recognize the sort of consequences yeah. of it because he's so young. I think the rough part for me to watch was there's a scene with Halloween. Yeah. Um, yeah. And he's he's goes to Halloween in one area in LA with his mom and then is like a little he's like too late to come back and like do a second Halloween with his dad and they like hit like one or two houses. And then he dumps all his candy out in his dad's um hotel floor and it's like two like popsicles and it's really kind of sad. Yeah. Like, like the de- like Adam Driver's character is trying, like, but yeah, he just doesn't get the time, and then until later on, when you know, admittedly, like, he, she realizes that he isn't getting to spend as much time with his, their son as he deserves. Um, but I, but you know, the ending, I think it wraps up actually. Oh, very this is, nicely. This is a very yeah. conclusive story. Yeah, yeah, I was very satisfied with the ending. So yeah, me too. I thought the ending was. So really beautiful. I thought the whole movie was beautiful. I, I, I loved it. I and I think I honestly I think it's in my top three for the year. I would be shocked. I I really think Adam Driver is gonna win Best Actor. I, I at this point I see him winning completely. Mm-hmm. Um I, I honestly well, I think we talked about this before, but it's gonna be between I think it's gonna come down to him and Walking Phoenix. I know. I I feel like there's but I, I said some some people don't like Joker though, and mm-hmm. whereas like Marriage Story is a pretty universally loved movie, so that's why I think that that goes in Adam Driver's favor, and Adam Driver gets to do a lot too. So obviously there's serious drama, fighting, uh, there's um, and there's comedic, there's musical. Yeah, he mm-hmm. gets to sing, and he has like a somewhat physical comedic performance at like one scene that and, oh that yeah. scene terrified it's, me it's, it's i didn't know funny what was... and it's scary at the same time i didn't like, think that was funny at all I... but he does or my point is he gets to do physical stuff yeah yeah that um he so it's it's a wide range can we can we talk about it can we discuss it real quick can we do another spoiler? Yeah, it's it's not super spoilery, <laughs> yeah. but so okay. Spoiler alert: five, four, three, two, one. So there's a scene where Adam Driver is meeting with, uh, I what do you call it? A, yeah. the child counselor? Yeah, and like... um, trying to she's trying to decide who gets the custody. So um, he has a little trick that he does where he uh, he fools Scarlett Johansson's character, um, where he takes out a, a box cutter knife and um, pretends to cut himself on the wrist with it. Uh, so he shows the, he shows this trick to the child counselor, but he doesn't the, take the blade back in, yeah. um, and actually slits his wrist and he faints. Right. 
um, because so much blood comes out. And the, um, his, it's like it's like awkward because it's obviously yeah. bad yeah. that he like did this. And... Yeah. So there's so the scene like he faints right in front of his son, um, and you're like, oh my god, like is he going? Like so for me, for me for this scene, I, I was I was actually kind of like on my, the edge of my seat because I thought this was actually going to be the scene where he like he like goes to the hospital because this happens and like maybe perhaps they men ties or there will be another scene in a hospital with this. Obviously, they didn't take that route, but um, but yeah, I it it was very scary for me because I was so like concerned for his safety. I was so concerned for him, yeah, and I was so drawn to him. Because, as I said, like, you feel like the child in this relationship, and to see that happen to your dad right in front of you, it, it's scary. Like, it's really scary. So, I don't know. I, to me, I, I, didn't, I didn't think that scene was funny at all. I just, that scene was very no, scary. No, it's, it's, it's f- the reason that and I hopeful. say and, funny. And I thought yeah. it was hopeful, too. Yeah. Like, that, that this might be the, the thing to bring them back together. Yeah. So, the reason that I say it's funny is because it's like, it was an obviously bad situation where he was aware that it was a bad situation, that he, like, it, during this visitation, he, like, cuts himself, like, intentionally, yeah. and then he's like, oh, wow, this is not going well. Yeah. You should leave. You should yeah, leave. you should leave. Yeah. Yeah. So, he's aware of, of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Charlie's, like, aware that this is a bad situation, yeah. so that's why, um, that's what I mean by, like, the funny part of it. Yeah. So... It's it's a lot of emotions tied into one mm-hmm. too, and I just think Scarlett Johansson's so amazing. Um, I've just I've never seen her this good, especially in that monologue that I was talking about. And um, also want to mention Laura Dern, who I would say is the front runner at the moment to win Best Supporting Actress. Oh God, I hope she that. she plays a lawyer, and her big Oscar scene is actually about um, mothers and fathers, and like why um like women are viewed in a certain way as mothers and why men are viewed in a certain way as fathers and it's really powerful so she has this really really great scene um talking about talking about that too so um and she's actually she's close with the board she was laura dern was this close to being the president of the uh academy <laughs> so she was like she ran she campaigned to be it and she almost won mm-hmm. but didn't so the point is she has like a lot of goodwill in the academy and um she's this close to winning an oscar but never has yeah. so and everybody loves laura and ev- everybody loves laura Dern. everybody loves so she, she the, could easily win the tv voters the movie voters everybody loves laura Dern. yeah so and she's dr ellie sadler let's not yeah. forget <laughs> Let's not let's not forget Laura Dern's roots, okay? Yeah, so I um I th- I think she could she could easily win. I think Alan Alda's great. Um he's not in it enough, I think, to Alan Alda Alan before. Alda is definitely the comedic relief. Yeah. He's so funny. He's, he's hilarious. Like so cute. I too. love Alan Alda Me so too. much. He um but this movie could be the first movie since um, American Hustle, I think, to get all four uh, acting nominations. I don't think it'll it get. Could. Uh, yeah, I, I think I, I don't think Alan Alda will get. I it. think we'll see actor, actress, and supporting actress. I don't yeah. think we'll see supporting actor, but we'll which see. will be Scarlett we're, Johansson's we're first ever nomination. Do for surprises. So yes, oh yeah, definitely. She'll definitely get a nomination. I I yeah. will be shocked if she doesn't yeah, yeah. get one for this. This is her best role ever. Mm-hmm. Agreed. Yeah. Well, I mean, she hasn't really done much since the Marvel movies. Yeah, so, Marvel like, obviously like took up a lot of yeah, her. She um, it, it did her time. So, but I mean, and it still is because she'll be in Black Widow in May. So yeah, she just can't let it go, or like Marvel won't let her go. So, but I, I'm fine with her. As yeah, it's. I mean, she's stirred up a lot of controversy with some of her comments in public. She's publicly defended Woody Allen. Because she's worked with him. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking that that could hurt. Yeah, her. She also she also made that infamous quote recently that she could play a tree if she wanted to because she's been uh, in movies or agreed to do movies where she plays a transgender person and also um, 
think she was whitewashed. Yeah, she was whitewashed in the Ghost in the Shell movie. So she's taken some heat for some of the roles she's accepted. And she was asked about this in an interview. And she said, I should be able to play like a tree if I want. I'm an actor. So, and I don't actually necessarily disagree with that. But it's, it's I, think, a controver- I think it's a case-by-case basis. It's a case-by-case basis. And it's definitely a controversial statement. But act, remember, we're not actors. And I, I mean, I've done, I've been on stage before and I've acted and I think which I, for me, my, from my perspective, at least what she's saying is that if she, if she were offered the role, she could do the role like mm-hmm. of oh, anything. Yeah. That's a good point. So, um, no, I, I, I think about that. And I, I think this is why it's on a case by case basis because, um, I think it depends how seriously like it's, it's taken and how much, like how much the visibility yeah. sort of matters. So it's, it's a touchy subject, which doesn't have an easy answer, which I can't answer either. But yeah, you can't, I mean, I, I will defend, I, I defend Scarlett Johansson. I think she's an incredible actress and she's a great actress. Yeah. She just makes some questionable comments in public, yeah. so, something her public <laughs> but I think she's a fantastic aren't, actress. Aren't too happy about. So anyway, yeah. um, what are your final thoughts? Final grade? A. Don't be looking at my screen. I know um, you're. I, no, no. I know not. what you're doing. No, no. Okay. Uh, it's um, an A. Yeah. I. Uh, yeah. Um, marriage Story. It. I haven't decided my top five yet, but right now this it could be number one. We'll see. It's, so does that does that mean an A? Uh, absolutely, uh, definitely yeah. an A. Yeah, but we'll see. I, I don't. I don't want to. I haven't. I haven't. The year's not over yet. Yeah, the year isn't over yet. There's still a few movies to see. But. Yep. So anyway. Um, You're good. We agree again. We agree, yeah. Um, time for Oscar Revisionist History? Yes, I'm excited. Do you want to take a stab at it? Uh, my guess is that you would go with the Laura Dern route for when she was nominated for Best Supporting Actress for Wild. No. Okay. I, then I don't know. I took the Adam Driver route. Oh, Black Klansman. We're taking it all the way back to February. 2018. 2019. For the year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 2018. So we're taking it back to this this year's ceremony. So I actually have some very strong feelings on this category. So Remind us of who the So Best Supporting Actor for the 2019 Academy Awards for 2018 movies. Uh, Sam Rockwell as George Bush in Vice. Um, oh my god, that, ugh, I can't believe that was an Oscar nominee. I, I can't either. That was... um, so we both know what our number five is going to be. Uh, Richard E. Grant for Can You Ever Forgive Me as Jack. Uh, Sam Elliott in A Star is Born as Bobby Maine. Uh, Adam Driver in Black Klansman as Philip Zimmerman. Um, and the winner was Mahershala Ali in Green Book as Don Shirley. Um, okay, so Sam Rockwell should not have been nominated. Number one, I can't believe Vice got that many nominations to begin with. But it's not a horrible movie. It's just not that yeah. great. I enjoyed Vice, but yeah, it's, it's like not that great. Fine. Okay, Sam Rockwell is in quite literally like two scenes. Mm-hmm. And he's like, he's playing like an SNL skit. It's like an SNL skit where he's like kind of playing a caricature, yeah, but like intentionally he's, he's definitely so. Just like, it's definitely like a yeah. mockery of George. Yeah. Bush, so. And that's like the tone of the movie, which fine creatively you can do that, but it's like, yeah. really? If we're yeah. going to give an Oscar nomination for this. He was riding high off his performance of three billboards. Yeah, exactly. That's the yeah. only reason he got that nomination. Cause that was an undeserved I, I, nomination. I a hundred percent agree. Um, so, actually, um, I don't know if like I'd replace. I don't know who I'd replace in. Well, so there's. Um, I don't know if like someone from the favorite I would put in his place. No, I mean maybe Nicholas Holt, but I don't think so. Yeah. It's I. Uh, I would argue Michael B. Jordan in Black Panther is really good. He's definitely worth, I think, putting in there. But. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, anyway, so for Best Supporting Actor this year, um, I thought Mahershala Ali was great in Green Book, um, but I would not have picked him as the winner. Who would you pick? Uh, 100%, I would say Richard E. Grant Mm -hmm. for uh, Can You Ever Forgive Me? I thought that was one of the, I thought that was like the uh, second best performance of the year. Um, I thought it was like, he, his character blew me away. He was, it was such an emotional roller coaster with him. Um, the movie was like, eh, it was okay, but he was definitely the star of the standout of uh, Can You Ever Forgive Me? 
Um, so I am one of the few people who does not like Can You Ever Forgive Me whatsoever. I do, you do not like the movie. I do not like that movie whatsoever. I, it's, I think everyone in that movie is mean, and we're supposed to kind of feel sympathy for them, I think, at the end, too. And I feel no sympathy for any character in that movie. I think everyone in that movie is a bad person, and we should in no way feel sympathy for them. Well, I, so I think this is a case of you're, you work with what you're given. Um, and... Granted, like, yeah, the characters, if the characters were mean or whatever, you're not supposed to have sympathy, great. But I think Richard E. Grant delivered on the script he was given, and he delivered a hell of a performance. Uh, I'm pretty sure that also got a a writing nomination, too, that movie. uh, No, I don't think so. Did it? It would have been adapted screenplay. Oh, yeah, it did. Yep, it did. Yeah, see? So it... So that kind of narrative is tied together for me. And I also did not like his character, too. And this was a theme that I saw a lot in movies last year. Haven't seen it a lot this year. Of a stereotype that is, I think, what I call, like, the gay best friend. Of, like, this supportive gay character who doesn't, like, do a whole lot in themselves other than kind of be gay and and no, I, I be just... supportive or in the background of their other friend and um but they're also like you're also supposed to like feel these kind of like deep sympathies for them because of an injustice that they've felt simply only because they're gay and this is also a stereotype that applies to the winner of Mahershal Ali in Green Book, too. So, and these tend to be in, like, the, the prestige movies. I, I, I completely, I, I disagree with you. I don't, I don't see him as the gay best friend role. Yes, he was gay, but best friend, he was, his character was literally going behind her back and screwing her over. Um, in, in a sense, he was the quote-unquote, like, villain, antagonist. if you will, the antagonist of the film. Um, so I didn't see him as the gay best friend at all. It was, he was, in her eyes, a, a bad person. He was someone who was working against her. And But they reconcile at the end. Yeah. The, again, the sympathy factor. Like, they play the sympathy card at, like, the end, too. Like, you're supposed to feel for these characters who both, who did objectively shitty things. I do not like that movie. Okay. No. And I'm, I know I'm in the minority. There's usually, like, one I, movie every year that, like, everyone else loves that I don't, and that was... So you have... Movie. No, you have two. Last, yeah, Green Book. Well, you have two that year. A lot of people didn't like Green Book either. Um, so, funnily enough, I would have voted for Mahershal Ali. Yeah, well... Because I, I do think he's great. He would have been my number two for that, but I... I mean, sorry, I, I disagree. Yeah. I, I, think, I think Richard E. Grant is a very talented person. And I, 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 like Richard I, think, e, I like Richard E. Grant. I th- and I, th- I said, I think yeah. the movie's okay. It was fine. Um, I couldn't, uh, there's no, I don't like the character I thought, enough. I thought he was a standout performance in the movie. Yeah. I think he was, he killed it. Um, so for me, Sam Rockwell, five. Um, I would say probably Sam Elliott, four. Um, Sam Elliott, was great, but he played Sam Elliott. No, um, I think. No, he, he. I think he delivers like some great emotional work. Eh. Very. Eh. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then for me, my three would actually be Adam Driver. Um, I thought Adam Driver was a gave a strong performance, and I, I think I saw Black Klansman like one time, and I don't like <laughs> remember it. It didn't really stand out to me all that much. I, I loved Black. Yeah, Clansman. I thought it was. I thought it was great when I saw it, but I still like. I don't. I like, I can't remember all of Adam Driver's performance. Um, uh, that was a kind of career nomination. It was yeah. like you've done a lot of great work at this point, and you're in your first like really big Oscar movie. Here's your nomination. Yeah, yeah. And then obviously, as I said, my two was Marshall Ali. Number one was Richard E. Grant for "Can You Ever Forgive Me." Uh, my five is Sam Rockwell. Four is Richard E. Grant. Three is Adam Driver. Two is Sam Elliott, and one is Marshall Ali. Yeah. Sounds good. Those are my well, those are my picks. We gotta start diving into like the early or the late two thousands. Yeah. I guess. We've for, been we've been sticking with the twenty teens. Yeah. Yeah. We're <laughs> fresh in our minds and it's yeah, it's good to do the revisionist. And, and one day one day at the end of the year we'll wrap up the decade with her. 
hopefully our top movies of the decade. Not only the yeah, we'll decade. we'll definitely have a special episode. Yeah, we got to we got to do a special. So yeah, I'm excited for that. All right. Well, cool. Anything else you want to say? No. Uh, well, yeah. not that I know. Of. Well, we'll be back uh, with another episode soon. Until then, please uh, send us your ideas uh, and questions, corrections to our Gmail, uh, which is uh, step and repeat pod at gmail.com. And like, follow us on social media. We're at, uh, at oh. step and repeat. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry. I can't even edit that out. We're, uh, our Twitter handle is at repeat step pod. And you can find us on Facebook at um, facebook.com slash step and repeat pod. Yeah. And if you ever want to be a friend of the pod, let us know. Yeah, Glad we'd to love have to you have on. you as a guest. So Everyone we'll likes have... movies and we want to hear your thoughts. Yeah, love to have some so. special guests soon. So. With that being said, yeah, we'll talk to you next week. Yeah, thanks right. for tuning in. Good night. Good night, everybody. Bye. Bye.